You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Essential Apple. After last week's show where uh, I talked to Sun, Nick and I are back behind the microphones and desperately attempting, because this is take four, this is take four of trying to record this show. So we have had technical issues of all sorts, haven't we, Nick? We have, we have. All I did was buy a new table and that's it's thrown us into chaos. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously... When I bought a new table, I had to unplug everything. And, of course, that's fatal, isn't it? Nothing ever goes back to working the way you expect it to. Then me, then me headphones run out of battery. And yep. uh, then you had problems with Wi-Fi. And then you weren't recording me. And fourth time lucky. Yes, fourth time lucky. Well, yeah, my Wi-Fi suddenly dropped out. It's normally absolutely perfect. I started the intro speech. And then suddenly a, a warning flashed up on my on my screen saying, Serenax Wi-Fi is available. Would you like to connect? It's like, no, 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 no. And then I just thought, oh, I better check that I'm recording Nick. And thankfully I did because um, because I'd had to quit wire and come back in. It uh, stopped recording Nick's channel. So uh, there we go. That's a, <laughs> a nice intro <laughs> to getting back in the saddle. Lovely. Fantastic. But there we go. Because this au- this audio stuff's this audio stuff's so simple, isn't it? I mean, oh, just did easy. Nothing anyone could do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> nothing to it at all. Oh dear, it's normally rock solid, but there you go. That's that's the way of the world, isn't it? So, um, obviously, we uh, we've had an unexpected uh, summer sojourn because uh, Nick and I got sick of looking at lists of nothing but rumours in the uh, August silly season. So we uh, decided to take a break, but we're back now because, of course, Apple have announced their uh, Far Out event for the 7th of September. So uh, all sorts of speculation about that, ranging from the uh, (coughs) bloody obvious, like there will be iPhones, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you know, to the wild and speculative sort of, you know, uh, because it's a star field, it's going to be about um, extra zoom on the cameras or astrophotography. They're putting a radio, te- putting a radio telescope in the in the watch. That's, I reckon that's what it is. That's it. It is all right. We've got some. We've got. Um, <laughs> I've got a new section. We've got to have a new section now because uh, Ming Chi Kuo, who spouts rumours, you know, endlessly. Uh, we've decided we're going to have a new section, which is called Vinny and the Squirrels versus Ming Chi Kuo which is uh, where we're going to kind of keep a score of what Mr. Minji Quo actually says, and then uh, whether or not Vinny, my dog, and Donny Squirrels in his garden agree with it or not. Um, <laughs> because the other day, 
Um, we'll get to it. But the other day, Ming-Chi Kuo, you know, respected analyst and predictor, said, oh, there might be some new MacBooks coming and they might have five nanometer chips in them. And I said, my dog could have predicted that. Anybody who reads the news can predict that. So there we go. That's going to be our new section later on. But um, going with predictions, I guess, Nick, what, what do we think is going to happen? Oh, I don't know. What do we normally get at this time of the year? Is it phones? It's phones. So, I mean, the, the yeah. phones the phones are a given. Um, the phones are a given. I'm pretty sure about that. The watch, I would say, is very, very likely. Normally get a watch in the autumn as well. Um, it's interesting. That, I mean, the, the title is interesting. Mm. Far out. I'm wondering... Mm. I'm wondering if Tim might break a bit with Apple tradition and talk a bit about, you know, going forward, a more kind of forward-looking um, oh. event. Oh, I see what you mean, like a sort of, yeah. Looking further out, um, where he might talk about some of the things that are constantly rumoured. I, you know, I wouldn't put any money on that, but it did come to mind. I mean, I know Apple are notoriously secret about what they're doing, but he might talk about, I don't know, the AR, VR headset, or what's happening with Project Titan, or or he could come out chips. in his stripy trousers, his stripy trousers and his pink shirt, and say, "Hey, hey, man, far out, far out." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I went on a trip to weed, man. Uh, yeah the marketing guys kidnapped me and put me in the micro bus <laughs> Craig had it you know there we go um they could be talking about the m2 series of chips going forward that would be further out without giving away very much um oh yeah i suppose it could be predicting things for later in the year perhaps yeah, mm. you know, I mean, just thinking that, I mean, you don't have to be any great analyst to figure out that they've done the M2 chip. There will be an M2 Pro, an M2 Max, an M2. Oh, without a doubt, yes. Extreme or whatever else they're going to call it. Um, he might talk about three nanometer technology or not Tim himself. Um, was it Jaws and the, the, the man in the secret chip lab? Um, who likes to tell us all about how fabulous the new silicon is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, No, I, 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 I mean, I'm not looking at the rumours because so, it's not something I do. So um, I, I, I have no clue at this point. Um, no, nor do I. And to be honest, yes, there's going to be phones. That's a given, I would say. There's going to be probably at least one watch um rumors of a you know super rugged pro which seems a strange name to give a watch or extreme or something um other than that i try not to pay too much attention to be honest because it spoils it and half of them are just wild yeah. guesses to be honest it does and let's face it i mean we all know that they'll come out with a phone that looks vaguely similar to what they've brought before because there's only so much you can do with a big slab of silicon and glass and <laughs> yeah, exactly. that you're going to put to your ear well let's face it and the the current you know square-sided design is not that old and we know apple don't tend to go for revamping the style every year on hold it's you know just no that's right too much work well, why would you do such a thing so um 
no, I'm looking forward to it with great anticipation. Um, obviously, they'll be talking about whatever's new in the cameras, or that's guaranteed, basically. Um, but whatever man, it is, it'll be, whatever it is, it'll be their best ever, definitely. They will. And they'll be very, very excited yeah, to tell us never. about it. Because they will. Always, they're always <laughs> very excited. It's like perhaps you should lay off the caffeine before you start, and you might not be so excitable. <laughs> but there we are. Oh uh, dear, dear, oh dear. So um, here we go. What? So what other things? So we've got. I picked up a few things from the last sort of few weeks. Um, I mean, the, the only thing, really, yes, the uh, talking about the far out is if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure our listeners have, the uh, the Apple badge is made out of stars, and if you look at it with your AR tool, it kind of rotates into a star field and then back to the shape of the apple. Um, you know, like those clever pieces of art they do. I saw one the other day, actually, which was um, it, it, it was a portrait, but as the camera moved towards it and, and swiveled round, it was stacks of shoes. So, oh right, yes, I know the kind of thing you mean. Yeah, yeah. and um, those ones they do where they hang things up in an art gallery, and you stand one side, and it's a picture or something, and then as you walk past, and then you turn to the other side, and it shows you something different. All very clever, way too clever for mm-hmm. me. But um, yeah, that's the uh, so it's yeah, it's a three D star field which rotates, and in and at one um, position or two positions possibly, it's uh, it's the Apple logo. Oh, there you go. All yeah, clever. Gotta be an illusion, man. Yeah, it is indeed a very good illusion. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, whilst we're away, the 24th anniversary of the first iMac um, came and went. Uh, when was that? Middle of August, I think. Middle of August was the introduction of the um, of the first iMac. The first. Bondi Blue. The first iMac. There we are. So it doesn't time fly. Yeah. 24 years ago, really? Good grief. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Just doesn't the time. And twenty four years ago, twenty four years ago, there wasn't an awful lot of software for it, was there? I mean, things how things changed fairly quickly, really. Yes. Um, from Apple being a sort of uh, specialist Apple, uh, you know, a computer maker uh, who made computers for for specific purposes and had specific software, and then there was that period where you know everything that got a new piece of software was also available for the Mac. And yeah, yeah. And then suddenly we were mainstream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes, definitely an iconic product, and definitely you know there's no doubt that um, it had a huge effect on Apple. Um, obviously, the iPod and the iPhone also you know were products that helped rejuvenate. Apple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But um, here we go. Um, so I've got a link here from Mac Rumors. I says uh, relive Steve's iconic presentation with a link to Mac Rumors. Um, what else happened? Oh, also, while we were away, um, there were a, a bunch of uh, updates for iOS and uh, the Mac and the iPad and all the rest, um, with a fair amount of hysteria in the press about update now. You know, hackers could take yeah. control. Um, I haven't got the link to it, but I will dig it out. Apple Insider had a, you know, a sensible look saying there's nothing different in this um, security update than, you know, Apple have released hundreds of times before. Uh, I wonder what stirred this all up. Even my brother-in-law sent me a link. Um, and, uh, and, and he hasn't got any Mac stuff, but he thought, oh, I better tell Nick. Um, some security researcher said that he'd found a couple of 
um, exploits, which allowed... Zero days. Yeah, basically. Or, or if, I, I'm not sure if they were true zero days, but anyway, they allowed, through, um, as the Apple Insider piece says, you know, if somebody's got hold of your Mac, they can do um, elevated privileges and run arbitrary code, which, you know, is, is nasty. That's a nasty flaw. But anyway. Yes. Apple Don't give your computer to a hacker. That's the, that's the yes, that's message yeah. of the day. Message of the day. Um, but Apple have done that loads of times before. People find these things and Apple patch them. That's that's how it works. So, but for some reason, it it was all over the press that it was the worst, you know, the worst security flaw ever, and there was some certain amount of hysteria about it. But um, it wasn't really any different from uh, most other security updates that Apple put out. Sure, it patched some fairly nasty. Um, Laws, yeah. but um, apparently they're not that easy to exploit. You know, it's not something. It's probably a quiet day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, you know, like these things, they all pick it up and run with it like it's a um, a huge deal. Um, the sky's falling, penny sky. penny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sky's falling in. Oh, except it's not. You know. Um, there we are. That was that one. Um, the other one I've got here. Right, Apple iPhone Face ID fails to work. Or face of man with Moko Kanohi, which is uh, the Maori face tattooing. Um, you know, a lot of Maoris have the traditional facial tattoos. Um, apparently, yeah. he had his. Uh, it, it failed to work for him, so he thought there was something wrong with his iPhone, and he took it back and got it changed. And I think he had three different ones, and then eventually, uh, he was told it doesn't work if you have um, facial tattoos, which. Um, Alistair and I said was was quite odd because obviously face ID doesn't just use a picture of your face. It um it uses yeah, it's got a, a depth, depth sensor and things, doesn't it? Yeah. But um the only the only perhaps it uh, perhaps the 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 kind of patterns that they have throw the depth sensor off. Perhaps. Well, the only who knows? Well, I, I don't know. The only thing we could think might be causing an issue is I think they use IR light to um throw the depth mat oh. and we were wondering if because um maori tattoos are traditionally black um if that was causing an issue with the ir light not reflecting properly so that if you've got heavy facial patterning it, it can't determine a proper depth map of your face but maybe maybe it's a, an unusual one isn't it but that's um we're surprised, uh, Alistair and I were both surprised that um, Apple hadn't attempted to tackle that. Um, I mean, the Maoris are not the only Or they'd not come across it before. Hmm. Well, I'm sure they probably have, but um, there we go. That's a story, so I'm, uh, you know, I'd like to think that Apple, being as inclusive as they claim to be, will work on a way to tackle that. It's... Um, I mean, if they can, yeah, perhaps there are perhaps there aren't that many people. I mean, it does say in the in the article, perhaps feeling frustrated after consulting several people about his problem, Edwards took to social media to raise his concerns. He received dozens of replies from people with the same problem. Mm. So this isn't a big problem, but it's an interesting one. It is interesting. So I, I found that quite interesting. Um, but you know, Apple can make a face ID work with glasses and a hat and yeah. Um, a face mask on. So really, they're only. As I say, I wonder. Them. I wonder whether it's. Uh, yeah, it could be the. It could be what you said, or or it could be some, like interference patterns of some sort. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It'd be interesting. I mean, hopefully, Apple will be looking into this to see because I'm sure it would be. I'm sure they'd be interested in understanding why it didn't work. Yes, 
I'm sure they would. I mean, I do know for a fact that um, there are companies who um, profess to sell you um, sort of camouflage pattern makeup that you can use to disrupt uh, facial recognition and such forth. Um, not sure why you'd want to do that unless you're up to something nefarious, but there you go. There are people who study it as to how to throw facial recognition software off the off course. So it could be that. It could be just simply that the patterns are disrupting its ability to um, understand a face, not see it as a face. But I don't know. I mean, my guess is it's something to do with the IR and that the, the pigments in the ink are making it record a very wonky, you know, depth map. But I don't know. There we are. Um, this one was a, I think this one was a few, a couple of weeks ago. Um, an Apple employee claims that Apple was threatened to terminate her employment over a viral TikTok video, which um, you think, okay, well, what's she done? You know, what's she done? But apparently, um, all she did was give some advice to uh, a person who said that their iPhone had been stolen and they had received messages from the thieves threatening to sell their information on the black market unless they removed it from, uh, she removed it from her iCloud account. Um, so uh, in a video responding to the victim, uh, Ms. Campbell said, I can't tell you how I know this information, but I can tell you I have a, I'm a certified hardware engineer for a certain company which talks about fruit a lot. Um, Campbell goes Hello. on to advise against removing your phone from the Apple ID. I can't and hear you. Oh, hellfire. It, it isn't my um, one, two, one, two. I can hear you. Can you hear me? One, two. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. I've got you again. Hello. Was that me? Was that me dropping out? No, I could hear you. Uh, yes. I'm wondering whether it was my, my speakers deciding to be silly. Oh, I don't know. No idea. Anyway, I lost your voice. But, um, okay. Anyway, I think we'd got to the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, well. Basically. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the thieves asked this woman to remove uh, the stolen device from her Apple ID. ID and uh, the woman from Apple said you should not do that uh, because activation lock would be removed. Um, and so at the moment, the stolen phone is worthless. And if she was to remove it from uh, uh, Apple ID, they'd be able to wipe it and sell it. Um, but then she posted oh, right. another video um, saying she'd received a call from a manager telling her she had breached the Apple policy by publicly identifying herself as an Apple employee. Um, however, uh, Apple's policy does not limit employees from publicly identifying themselves as working for Apple, only requires them to maintain Apple's image and reputation. Um, so there you go. I'm not sure what the follow up about uh, that was. Uh, a manager told her Apple does not pay for her to make TikTok videos. Um, it's something I do in my spare time, she said. Um, so there you go. Uh, a lot of people are a bit upset about that because really she wasn't doing anything than offering some sound advice whether she works for apple or not to be honest but uh mm. not a good look i don't think that's a good look for apple that one um no i heard um uh i think it was carl it was certainly on the mac and forth show where the um when they talked about it they said well hopefully it's just some middle manager overstepping the bounds and getting a bit jobs worthy because it doesn't doesn't look good for apple otherwise does it uh, there we are no it doesn't no, we don't like to hear employees being mistreated. 
not yeah. good. Especially after basically just trying to do the right thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, and it was sound advice. This isn't like she told her anything weird and wonderful. She told her the thing that most of us know. Don't remove a, a, a lost or stolen device from your Apple ID because if you do, it's fair game. Whilst it's tied to your Apple ID, it's a useless piece of junk. There we are. <laughs> um, and another... I wasn't really sure whether to put this in security or leave it in Apple. Apparently, according to a researcher, all iOS VPNs are worthless and Apple knows it. Um, this was on Apple Insider. Um, I've looked into this. This isn't strictly true. This isn't strictly true. But there is a uh, there appears to be a problem where when you initiate a VPN, um, your iOS device does not shut off all of the open um, streams of information leaving your device. So things like um, connections to iCloud and iMessage may not be terminated and then um, directed through the VPN. So there can be leaks. Um, uh, apparently Horowitz uh, details his failed attempts to discuss the app. Apple and the government cybersecurity. I see no reason to trust any VPN on iOS, he concludes. Um, he has concentrated on the use of third-party VPNs and has not reported on whether there are issues with Apple's private relay, although Apple does not consider private relay to have the functionality of a full VPN. So there you go. Just be be, be aware of that. Um, when I looked into it, I believe Proton um, said that they had uh, reported this to Apple. They had found a problem. Um, and they had reported it to Apple, but as yet, Apple apparently have done nothing about it. So I wouldn't say your VPNs are worthless, but they may leak certain data. So um, one suggestion is that uh, you should turn on your VPN, turn on airplane mode to turn off all the radios, then turn it back on, and hopefully all your connections should then be directed through your VPN. Um, I've no way of testing if that works, but uh, that's the only sensible-looking advice I've seen on that. Um, only so. really, only really. Um, it probably only applies to a, a fairly small proportion of Apple users, in all honesty, who actually use a VPN. Yes, it probably does. And as far as I could see, um, when I started digging around in the story, it's only things which are all you know t um, connections which are already live when you turn the VPN on. So. Right. Mostly would appear to be possibly iMessage and iCloud, that sort of thing. Um, I'm not an expert in this, so, uh, you know, Dougie might be able to tell us more about that, mightn't he? Um, I'm sure he might uh, let us know what he knows about such things. But uh, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, Apple should do something about it. But for the rest of us, I wouldn't panic right now. Um, there we go. So... That's pretty much all the Apple story. So I thought we could go on to Vinny and the Squirrels versus Ming-Chi Kuo. Um, after some of uh, Mr. Kuo's recent pronouncements, um, according to Mr. Kuo, the new MacBook Pro and the iPad Pro will use the same 5 nanometer chip tech. Um, well, I think uh, both Vinny and the Squirrels uh, could have predicted that one for you. That's not... Uh, I think. <laughs> I, th I think earlier in the year... Um, I didn't bother to dig far enough back, but I think earlier in the year, Mr. Quo said that the um, the new uh, MacBook Pros and iPad Pros might use a three nanometer uh, chip. But um, 
I'm not sure that TSMC have ever claimed that their three nanometer tech was ready for, uh, you know, 2022. So I think they might have said that they might be rolling chips off the production fabs, but that's not the same thing as being ready to go into mass market production. So um, I must admit, for um, for me, I'd say, um, who cares? Yes, exactly. <laughs> who really cares? Only what nanometer sizes of the fabrication? Plant. No, you know, only chip nerds care. You know, only the geekiest of us yeah. care. I mean, to say same five nanometer chip tech is also not strictly true because we know they're already on the second generation five nanometer chip fabrication. The ones that they used for the M1 is not the same as the five. It's still a five nanometer process, but it's been refined. So it's the second gen five nanometer chip production technology right. that uh, TSMC are using. Because I do follow these sort of things, but um, I think that's a you know woof woof squeak squeak for that one. I think anybody <laughs> could have probably predicted that one. Um, yeah. Here's here's one that uh, Vinny and the squirrels definitely believe they could have predicted. Ming Chi Kuo says Apple will increase the price of the iPhone 14 Pro models with the new <laughs> with the new releases. Hmm. Really? That really? surprises me. Good grief! Yeah. Shocker. Because there's not a global crisis of, you know, spiralling inflation and um, manufacturing shortages and all sorts of other things which might lead to, uh, you know, Apple wanting to put up their thing. We're really having a day of it now. The dog is absolutely trying to destroy my door. Yeah, I was was saying is, does Vinny want to come in and join in? (laughs) Come on, he's stupid. (laughs) Hello, Vinny. I'm not sure if letting him in will be a very stupid idea or he'll just settle down. <laughs> anyway, there we go. Um, so that was one, yeah. Yes, Apple to increase prices of iPhone 14 Pro models. Wow. Stunning predictions there. Um, and then we have uh, AirPods will switch to USB-C for charging alongside the iPhone 15 in 2023. Again, uh, really? Um, yeah. We're oh. probably going to get there, aren't we, for everything? So yeah. Well, what's it? When, what, when's the deadline for the EU? Twenty twenty four. So you know, uh, thank you for that one, Mister. Whoa, Vinny and yeah, twice paid the big bucks. That's it. Yeah, to make these uh, make these fantastic predictions. So there you go. At the moment, um, Vinny and the squirrels agree with all of those because any idiot could predict that. There we go. <laughs> Uh, but we will keep a score on these now going forward and see how many stupid things Mr. Quo says which either do or do not come true. And we can mark some of them as bloody obvious <laughs> versus, actual, <laughs> you know, when you predict something a little bit out there and it comes true, then I might score him a point. But, uh, you know, if Vinny and the squirrels can predict it, I don't think that's really, you know, worthy of calling him a fantastic predictor of Apple's uh, of Apple's technology. There we go. Do you think the squirrels might be able to forecast, you know, sort of like the score to a football game, a little bit like the octopus could? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to ask Donnie. Ask Donnie <laughs> in the Slack. Yeah, see, if you want to I join will. in, we can, you know, those of you who are listening, you can um, you can join in and uh, go in the Slack and see what Vinny and his squirrels predict. There we are. And join in with your own predictions. Um, the more bloody obvious, the better, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear we've got um 
We've got some several worth of chirps this time collected over the last few weeks. Um, I believe this one came from Jim. Um, Adonit's new S45 stylus does everything Apple's pencil can do at a fraction of the cost, um, which I believe was from Spy. And um, to go with it, um, a first look at the Adonit Neo for my iPad Pro 12.9 inch YouTube video, which. Uh, there we go. So, you know. Yeah, um, uh, I think we had a little discussion about this. I, I, I can't see the point of a pencil, really. I'm not an artist, and um, my finger's quite adequate for everything I want to do on my iPad, even though I've got the big one. Yep. Not for me. No, well, you know, it's, um, it's uh, you know, some people do. Um, I believe I believe Jim's got the, um, the crayon. Um, yes. Which, as he said, has no pressure sensitivity, but as he only usually uses it for signing documents, um, that's fine. So, no, if you can each draw, each to their own. Each to their own. Some people love the pencil. Other people have said, "Well, I bought it and I toyed with it, and then it's not for me." Um, I don't have an iPad, but even if I did, I don't think I'd uh, I'd be investing in a pencil. But um, there we are. No, even, I think if I was slightly, even slightly artistic, I might be able to make use of it. But um, yeah, I think I can probably man, I can manage my stick men with my finger. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can I can use something to draw a flowchart without having to use a pencil. Um, there we go. Um, I think this one came from Donny. Uh, Belkin's latest USB-C hub mounts to the back of an M1 iMac with a detachable design. Um, this is... Uh, That's a good idea. Yeah, I've seen it before. Um, it's got a, a right-angled USB-C um, plug on it, and then the idea is you mount it on the back of your machine um, facing to what would be the right-hand side as you view the thing and puts the slots, therefore, you know, on the right-hand side. My only issue with that, yeah, my only issue with that is you'd have lots of cables sticking out from the side of your monitor, wouldn't you? Yeah. The the screen. But then, uh, you know. I'm not not sure I'd want it there. Um, But there you go. That's, uh, I've seen, alternatively, of course, you could just buy whatever one you fancy and Velcro it onto the side of your machine anyway. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, you know, there we go. It's a bit available. Um, this one provides what's that look like on there? Can't see two USB A, one USB C, and what looks like a card reader. Um, standard and micro by the look of it. And there we go. Yes. From the look of that, I actually um, found use for my. Uh, actually, I'm, I've been selling stuff on eBay, getting rid of things I had a long time, cameras and things, and um, so I've been checking them out and um was it the gopro that had a micro usb i think it was so i'm selling a gopro but of course i wanted to check what was on the and because my gopro's uh three it doesn't have it hasn't got the camera back on it so you can't see what you've taken all right yeah so i thought the quickest thing to do was to take it out and stick it in me my uh hub which i think i've mentioned before and uh it worked fine i could see what was on it i Already copied it off, I think, at some point, and just deleted it. But it's useful to have there. Yes, it is. Yeah, very much so. So I must admit, I've seen um, other hubs for the for the iMac, which effectively clamp to the bottom edge, so that they put the ports on the bottom right hand edge of the front, kind of on the yeah. chin. 
Um, it's it's a trade off, isn't it? It's a trade off between convenience and usability. The more you hide it, the more difficult it is to use. Yes. Without clambering over your your iMac, and 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 the more obvious it is, the a little bit like mine at the moment, which is charging my headphones. I've now got cables everywhere, which looks very untidy. But uh, but it is a trade off. It is. You can have it neat. You can have it neat and uh, but awkward to get at, or uh, <laughs> or not so neat and uh, but with the cables all over the place. Well, no. I think it's like these people who constantly complain that there aren't enough ports on. Yes. You know, your MacBook Air. Um, I'm not sure the average user actually needs to plug that much stuff in. I mean, I've got two ports. That's what I've got, you know, two USB-C ports. So if one is charging, you've only got one. Well, I don't think I've ever yet come into a situation where I'm, oh my God, I haven't got enough ports. Um, the most useful thing to have a, a dock for actually is for USB-A because I've got a lot of USB-A-based peripheral. But, um... Yes, me, me too. Yeah, but I mean, I am using quite a lot of ports, so I've got in my Mac Mini, but then you need to in a Mac Mini. So I've got a, I've got the power lead, of course. I've got the um, my network cable in. I've got uh, two USB-3 cables in. I think one of them is an external hard drive. And then, of course, I've got my 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 dock, which is a USB C dock, so it plugs into a USB C port. But that gives me four US um, four USB two, I think they are sockets. Mm. And uh, and I've got a, my microphone and various things plugged into that. So, I mean, I think with a desktop, you are you do tend to plug more things in. I, I yeah, with the and desktop, I also use I also yeah. use it yeah. And I also use it for charging stuff, so I've got cables coming out of it that when things run out of power, I plug them in. Oh, I mean, that, you so, know, uh, that's, that's definitely so, because, you know, when I was working and I had a desktop Mac, I had, you know, a whole host of things plugged in. I had a 10-port USB-A um, hub spun off, so all the things like scanners and, you know, you could charge things using it and all that ran from that. Um, and you you end up with a variety of things, a, you know, a, a DVD writer, and um, uh, you know, something to stick ex- uh, flash drives in, and external hard drives for backup, and all sorts of things like that. Which on a laptop you tend not to do, you know, or if yes, you do, yes, because if you're carrying a laptop around, the last thing you want is to carry, you know, t- two tons of <laughs> peripherals with you. Yeah, kind of defeats the object. Rather defeats the object. Rather <laughs> defeats the object. I mean, I, I must admit. Um, if I was using this on a desk where I had a lot of other things, I'd probably have a dock that I could plug in. But um, for most of my USB-A peripherals, I saw a BC um, cable that's about, about four inches long. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's a little stubby cable. It's got a USB-A port on one end and an end plug on the other. And I bought them for pretty much pennies on Amazon, to be honest. Uh, if that. there's one thing that I discovered just before the show is that 
that this idea of having standardized USB-C is actually quite a good idea. Yes. <laughs> because I must have got seven different cables trying to charge these headphones trying until I found the, the right ones. Trying to find the right one. Yeah, I've got, you know. Oh, no, that's... And that's... particularly when you're like me and you buy a lot of gadgets anyway. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> you tend to end up with lots of USB-C lots of micro to... USB and mini USB. USB and... And... Oh, don't. Yeah, tell me about it. Actually, the other day, and... um. It, it was cheap. I went in our local um, discount store and they're having a sale. So they've got a load of um, cables, you know, USB-A, oh, right. uh, USB-A to micro, USB-A to, um, you know, USB-C to this, that, and that, a whole load. And I bought, um, they had some which were effectively USB-A to uh, micro and then a connector that went on that to change it to lightning. But oh right! I actually I picked up a three-way cable, um, which was USB-A to um, Lightning, USB-C, and USB Micro. So it's got three cables. Oh right! The end of it, yeah, and it cost me two pound ninety-nine. So that's so quite hey. a good idea, and then you don't need quite so many cables. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, how long it will last at that price, I don't know, but it's handy to have in the car. Well, yeah. For sure, because people, well, you've got a cable, yeah, just, here you go, plug into that one, take your pick. <laughs> Sounds a good idea. Well, I bought two or three of those, but um, there we are. Um, John Nemo, uh, in the Slack, uh, ran into an issue where he, he wanted to, um, he wanted the battery on his iPad checked out to uh, see if it was, you know, in need of replacement. Um, so he took it to the Apple store where um, somehow or other they checked it out and told him it was at uh, 93% of original capacity. So it's all sound, no need to worry about it. But um, apparently the genius told him there's no simple way to do that. Unlike on your, you know, if you look on your iPhone, you can go to the battery health in the settings and it will, you know, yep. it will report on the quality of your battery. Um, apparently, there's no such way to do that on an iPad. Um, and apparently, the genius was a bit miffed about it. So, uh, John asked us if anybody had any recommendations for battery life, um, you know, apps which were uh, available in the iOS App Store. And um, I think it was Donnie recommended one called Battery Life. Check your run times. Um, if you, you know, the problem with the iOS App Store for things like that, of course, is you go in there and there are, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of them. But which ones are any good? Um, yeah, usually the one that you're looking for as well is not the one that actually comes up when you type in its exact name. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> um, Sadly. I've always, for my laptops, I've always relied on coconut battery, but I don't think they do one for iOS. Um, unfortunately, oh, right. just have a look. Coconutflavor.com, coconut battery. Um, oh, there's a coconut battery plus, which is apparently £9.95. Um, oh, that sounds quite expensive for, uh, it does. for, that, for what I, it is. Well, it does other things. It does... Um, it has a whole load of options. I mean, the coconut battery, which is free, will give you iOS battery diagnostics, Mac battery diagnostics, safe battery health info, and the battery details in the menu bar. I think you have to plug your um, 
Oh no. When you have enabled Wi-Fi syncing on your iOS device, you do not need to connect the device via USB anymore to check the health of the uh, battery with coconut battery. Um, oh. So the free version will do that, actually. That's interesting. So there you go. That's uh, coconut battery from coconut-flavor.com, um, which is I've always relied on to keep an eye on the back, you know, state of my batteries on my on my laptop. Um, Seems you still need a Mac, though. It's not an iOS. Um, it's not an iOS um, app in itself. Ah, yeah. If you want the Wi-Fi support, you have to pay. So you have to buy the Battery Plus for a tenner if you want that sort of thing. Anyway, there you go. But uh, it was an interesting, you know, um, bit of back and forth in the in the Slack because uh, apparently there's no way to check your own battery life simply uh, on your iPad. There we go. Seems a bit of an oversight, to be honest. But there we are. Yeah. Um, uh, top tip of the week, I guess, is how to print to PDF on iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Um, this came up because um, somebody, Donny again, I think, um, dis- didn't realise that um, you could print to PDF on your on your iPhone. Um, and he discovered that if you t- you know if you make sure no what no printers are connected to your iPhone or available via wireless, it will give you the option to print to PDF, um, which is something I've known for ages because I don't have any printers. Um, so we've got a, a how to print to PDF on your iPhone, iPad, and Mac from nine to five Mac in the in the you know in the show notes in case you don't know how to do that because it's a very useful thing to be able to do. Um, I know it's not um, I know it's not every everyone's favourite part of iOS, but I really like the share sheet. Yes. I love the way that you can, uh, particularly for music. I mean, if someone sends me a PDF of some music in an email, it's just so easy to click on the share sheet and choose my music software and whoosh, it's there. Yep. <laughs> it just makes life so much better than having to save it as a file somewhere and yep, share to and then go in search for it. And uh, It's one of the advantages, I think, of the iOS stuff. And uh, I think sometimes this obsession with wanting a filing system is, um, I understand it, but sometimes it's just not necessary. It's just no, much it, easier it, to just it, go straight just, there. You know, I, I remember when um, things like Spotlight, and um, even Microsoft's kind of search started to become, you know, a, a mainstream part of their file explorers, you know, the finder. Yeah. Uh, um, and people saying, you know, that you don't have to know where your stuff is anymore. Um, now, some of us, of course, who've you know, worked professionally become obsessed with filing things in all sorts of hierarchies for particular reasons, which, you know, makes sense. But a lot of people just dump everything straight into the documents folder or whatever. So, um, you know. Using... Yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it, how different people work. My colleague that I used to work with um, when I was working um, said um, he would search for everything. Yeah. Lots I, I wouldn't do. have to. I'd tell him where it was and he wouldn't look there. He'd just search for it. <laughs> Yeah, just and, uh, often he'd get there much quickly than I would, you know, going through my filing system. So. But um, I think being obsessed with filing systems comes from those of us who worked on computers before rapid search was effective yeah. or reliable. Um, yeah, back in, back in the early early OS days when you had to use slashes and things to change directories and. <laughs> oh god yeah even worse yes um there we go so how to print to pdf on iphone uh that's a that's a link uh brought up 
you know, as a result of Donny finding something. Um, yeah, and then this, tip. yeah, this one's um, just fun. Um, uh, Neil dot fun, which is N E A L dot fun, has a design the next iPhone game where you uh, can stick a variety of um, silliness <laughs> onto <laughs> onto <laughs> onto an iPhone, so you can have. What was that, Vinny? Yeah, what was that? <laughs> Well, indeed. Uh, you know, oh, like, yeah, I like this. I'm putting, my, I'm putting my camera right in the middle of the phone. There right. we go. Uh, that would be really can, useful there. Helicopter blade slash um, fan you can put on there. Um, all sorts of things. Look, Pro Max cameras, steering wheels. Stick a steering wheel on it. I'm putting, the, I'm putting a, not, a notch at the bottom instead of at the top. Yep. And the Apple <laughs> logo can go up in the top right-hand corner. There you go. Beautiful. Yeah, look, I put joystick on mine. I put joystick on mine. There we go. Oh, the joystick. Oh, is that further across? Yeah, further oh, across. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I've got to have a click wheel. I'm having a click wheel in the top left hand corner. So you can, you can design your own mad iPhone with all sorts of mad. That's um, quite fun. It is quite fun. Quite fun and completely pointless, but wonderful. Completely pointless. Design your own absolutely mad and crazy, and the thing springs around in the sort of. Googly eyes on it. I'm going to have googly eyes. Pair logo, <laughs> no. You can zoom it in and out and spin it round in three um, D space to uh, stick your bits on all over the place. That's really clever. Uh, utterly, you know. You can have pro wheels on it and um, all sorts. <laughs> it's very, very silly um, and uh, just fun for the you know, fun for the sake of it. A fun little piece, <laughs> which has been all, which has been all I over the web. Yeah, put wheels on it. Oh, I haven't seen that before. No, that's been... All, I think it was all over Twitter. There we are. Um, and to wrap it up, I guess, uh, just a snippet. Uh, developers have been working on a tool to run Mac OS Ventura on unsupported Macs. Well, that's another you don't bloody say, because um, people do that all the time, don't they? Just because. Every, every, every time yes. uh, Apple, you know, drops something, there's some people making hacks to allow you to force it on. So there you go. That's um, And that's it. That's the end of the stories. So um, I'm just going to say, uh, for those of you of various faiths, um, the Feast of the Assumption, uh, where the Virgin Mary, uh, uh, you know, uh, is ascended to heaven, if you're a Catholic, was uh, last week. Um, tomorrow, as we speak, is apparently Hijri or Islamic New Year. Um, so, oh, right. Yes, if you know, that's the Islamic New Year begins uh, when the crescent moon is sighted, according to my calendar. If any of these dates are wrong, don't blame me. I look them up. Um, for Jains, there is the Pariyuzana festival. And by the way, if you are a Jain or any other faith, and I mangled the name of your festivals, please forgive me. Um, Tuesday, which is the 30th, is the birthday of Ganesh, uh, which is a Hindu festival celebrating the elephant-headed god. Um, and Jains uh, are also, uh, from Wednesday through to uh, September the 9th, are uh, the Dazlaxana Festival, which is uh, uh, a solemn occasion of forgiveness and examination of one's own thoughts and feelings. Um, oh, that's a little bit like Lent. It's a bit like Lent or the, um, you know, or Yom Kippur, that sort of thing. Um, yes. Yeah. So that's that's for the Jains. Um, and there we go. And I believe next month is absolutely stuffed 
full of um, stuffed full of various festivals, but significant things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there we go. Uh, like for example, I mean, uh, next month is Rosh Hashanah, so um, it leads up to Yom Kippur um, and so on. But anyway, there we are. Just uh, recognise anybody of uh, faith who might be listening, and uh, and uh, if you're looking for a new desk, yes, if we're ever going to talk about this tomorrow, we didn't. If you're looking for a new desk, I bought this desk off Amazon. It was £88 and some pennies. I can't remember exactly how much. Um, it's a nice little desk. It's uh, I, The, the colour I bought was um, light oak. And it's a little bit... I had a, quite a big table that originally had like a, 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 a ledge at the back for your monitor to go on, you know, when, when we all had CRTs. Um, and it was worse for wear. So I thought it's about time I got me. And it, it basically came in three packages. It came in the desk itself, the actual top section. And then the legs came in a separate, uh, and the bits to screw it together came in a, another section. And the courtesy board came in another one. Mm. And it's not a bad little, not a bad little desk. It's got, it's one of these desks that has like little, um, two holes drilled in it and plastic inserts so you can push your cables through. Push your cables through, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, nice desk. Um, so I, I'd, I'd recommend this if you were thinking of replacing a desk. Well, if you send me a link to it, Nick, we can stick it in the... Uh... Oh, I could do that. Yes, I'll do that in the show notes. We can put it in the show notes because if I go in here and look up desk, I've got about five million hits. <laughs> Yes, two and a half million of them. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, if you send me a um, if you send me a link to that, I'll put it in the show notes. And I think we're done, Nick. Oh, well. I think that's about it. Really good. Week. We managed to get through it without without yeah. a major disaster happening. <laughs> well, that's just you know, <laughs> we've had a variety of hiccups this week, but never mind, never mind. We will soldier on. Next week will be so much better, so much more professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, um, what's the usual thing? Uh, you can't find Nick on Twitter as Spligosh. Well, you can, once in a blue moon. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. The show, of course, is at Essential Apple. Um you can find our stuff over at EssentialApple.com. Uh, thank you to everybody who contributes. Thank you to all the people who support us in the usual manners, you know, money, beer, boring people to death until they promise to listen, whatever, whatever. Thank you to all of you. Thank you for all listening, of course. Without you, we would, uh, you know, not be doing much but shouting into the void, would we, Nick? But uh, there we are. Well, we don't mind shouting into the void, but it's nice if some people do listen. Yes, there are. I can definitely <laughs> confirm. Even more worthwhile. That's it. People do actually listen. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure why, but some people do listen to this rubbish. So there we are. Um, and uh, I guess that's probably about it. And we'll be back to talk about what Apple do do. But uh, I think until then, um, oh, just mention, of course, if you want to check out Nick's uh, church worship videos and uh, live broadcasts, the links are in the show notes in his biog. So there you go. Um, click the link in the show notes to join the Slack, as I've said before. And uh, on that, I, th I think we'll just say goodbye, everybody. Bye. I've just been onto Amazon. Oh, that's a bit weird. I've just been onto Amazon and logged in through. Let me sign in again. And it, it said you haven't had any orders ever, which <laughs> is a little bit weird. You sure you haven't got another account? Ah, oh, that's better. Now it's showing me my orders. That was, that was weird. 
for some reason it wasn't logged in as me. Oh, there we go. It's an office hippo, heavy duty rectangular wanky, cantilever wanky. office desk. Ah, well, oh, and I just got a horrible, scary Whoa. message. I just got a horrible, scary... 178 quid. Blimey. 178 quid now. Bloody hell. You got <laughs> it was bargain. 88 quid when I bought it. I'm sure it was. Oh, I'll be back in a sec. I've got to have a pee. Uh, right here. Yeah, I paid 88 pounds. <laughs> I paid 80, 88 pounds 24. That's bonkers. I take it all back. I take it all back that... that to, at 88 quid, it was a good value. It's 178 now. Bloody hell. Yes, uh, yeah, I, can't, I can't believe this. Yes, I paid 88 pounds and 24 pence for it, and now it's 178. Jeez. That is ridiculous. Maybe it was mispriced. Who knows, Mr. Atom? Maybe it should have been 178. How strange. How strange indeed. So perhaps I won't send you the link because I don't recommend it if it's at that price. <laughs> well, send us the link and we can say you can have a look at it, but it's now twice the price it was when Nick bought it. Yes. And everybody can be annoyed that you got a fabulous bargain. <laughs> yes. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even, if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh... Bart Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Looking for a show that talks about Apple and Apple products? Then Geekiest Show Ever is for you. What about Amazon? Google. Geekiest Show Ever is for you. Mesh networks, distance learning, all kinds of technology, interviews. Yes, Geekiest Show Ever covers that too. I'm Elisa Paselli. And I'm Melissa Davis. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the MyMac Podcasting Network in your favorite podcast player. Feedback, show ideas, and reviews, always welcome. Listening, and we hope to see you next time.